Yeah, this is Dan and Ian from Bali, Indonesia. We have successfully found a Starbucks coffee shop. And so what do you say we get moving with another installment of Tropical Talk Radio in the most American way possible? Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. All right, Ian, we're jacked up on caffeine. If you guys get jacked and stick around with us for the rest of this episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about SEO. We're going to talk about uh, mission statements versus plans and why we're really focused on creating mission statements for our businesses this next year. And speaking of missions, Ian, we, we're going to do a million dollars this year. Yes. So it's a pretty incredible story. It's a little bit disconcerting. It's kind of crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about some lessons we learned there. Let's get started with SEO. First things yeah. first, this guy, Travis, that everybody's been, you know, just amazed by this guy. Yeah. He's Travis got- is in the DC and he's uh, pretty much standing in our house right now. I think he got a coast right down the street, but he landed in Bali, ended up on our couch for a few weeks, decided he likes us, likes hanging out in Bali. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He probably likes to hang out in Bali more than he likes us. But I anyways. like Travis, you know? Yeah. So I'm sitting around the bar with him the other night and I, I turn to him and I say, Travis, be honest. How many people do you think in the United States know SEO better than you? And he looked at me and said, 500. Yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. And Travis you know, knows his stuff. I didn't freak out. I didn't like do the hoot and holler thing. I just kind of nodded my head and I was like, this guy, this, this mofo might be accurate about that. Here's the thing about why Travis probably knows more than uh, everyone except for 500 people is because he learned SEO out of necessity. Travis has a health product and he had to find a way to get up through the Google rankings in order to sell his product. I mean, this isn't a traditional business. He doesn't have product on the shelves in some store. He is strictly selling through the internet. So it was a necessity for Travis to learn SEO. Yeah, and the reason we're pumping this guy up is uh, the, the, the program that we have is not just talk. Really, you know, the Lifestyle Business Podcast every Thursday morning, listened to by thousands all around the planet. If you want to hear some mind-blowing SEO, and I'm, I'm talking about mind-blowing, we're not going to hold anything back. Well, that's not true. We're actually going to hold quite a bit back, yeah. but we're going to share some amazing things that can get you started on a whole different journey. And I'm not talking about searchengineland.com. I'm not talking about seomaz.com. Yeah. I'm not talking about the shit. I'm talking about the real dank Shiznit, we're man. talking about strategies. We're talking about dropping 10 grand on the strategy here pretty soon. We're talking about fucking Travis is spending our money for us. Yeah, yeah. buddy. I'm, and this stuff's for real. Because like you said, a health product. Type in a health key term nowadays. I mean, imagine if I went to you and said, I'm going to start a, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get too close to the, but you know what I'm saying? Like, go. I would say you're crazy unless you're not an SEO expert. And that's exactly what Travis is. Yeah. And so... That's going to be amazing. That's going to be Thursday morning. Definitely subscribe to that via iTunes. Uh, speaking of iTunes, if you subscribe to Tropical Talk Radio, if you're at the blog, tropicalmba.com, all you got to do is go to the blog, click through the iTunes. This audio will be automatically updated two to three times a week directly to your phone or other device. That's baller. 
and leave us a review ski while you're there. Yeah. Nothing critical, man. If you want critical, we will follow up on that feedback. Just email it to us. We only really need the baller reviews on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just for rankings, right? Yeah. I mean, One more circle around with this SEO thing and, and why we're so hot on it right now is just because we got so much new information this last week that we didn't have before. We've been plugging along pretty well. Uh, find what we need to find to kind of stay up where we're at, but not a whole bunch of growth. Now I think we've got a real growth plan, but I just want to point this out in terms of SEO. If you're not number one, uh, somebody else is, and they know more about SEO than you do. So you kind of look at the front page of Google one through 10 and you say, everybody ahead of me knows more about SEO. And so you gotta you gotta learn That's more a cool than that. Cool way to frame it up. Yeah, right. I like so that. everyone ahead of you knows more. It's a fight. It's a zero sum game, man. There's only one spot at the top. You know. Totally. That's why I'm so excited to fight. <laughs> you said on the last podcast, like every time you start a business, you're taking somebody's money. I'm like, that's not true. It's not true at all. <laughs> not necessarily, but that's how I frame it up in my head. All right. So one thing about SEO that is a great quick tip is. SEO is so critical to small businesses nowadays. You can't go out and hire away SEO because the strategies involve, like they go right to the top of any organization. How you're gonna position your product, how you're gonna name it, you know, how you, all this kind of stuff. You absolutely cannot pay some bozo in India to optimize your websites. Yeah, you have to really understand it though and you have to hire somebody in that understands it really well too. So you and I actually don't execute on most of this stuff, but but we do in a lot of ways. I mean, we put together strategic plans, we meet people like Travis, we invest in it, things like that. So, you know, I name some of our products under physical business, I name our products and I, I do that strategically. We just yeah. don't make up names. So I know I know enough to do that. They gotta be Googleable, they exactly. gotta be rememberable, they gotta be spellable, you know, they gotta be all those things. Um, yeah, so What's guess, the next topic we're going to talk about here? Are we going to talk about SEO still? No, I think, well, a couple things. So you, you've, you've had kind of a moment over the last 72 hours where you've decided that it's right. time to write. All right, you want to get into the real shit already? A mission statement. We're only a couple minutes into the episode. You want to get into the real oh, shit? Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, there's one thing I've been a little bit bad about, Ian. I can be a bit distant to the employees because I'm very busy with what I'm doing. I'm dedicated to, you know, stuff I'm up to. And sometimes I can feel a little bit lame about being the manager or the daddy or what, you know, whatever, the guy who's maybe even just a leader. Right. And I think I've been a little bit asleep at that wheel. And I read this blog post by Seth Godin and he said, um, there's a difference between plans and missions. And he said, you're much better off setting a mission than a plan. And the reason is, is you always fall off the plan. And with a mission, that's something you can really stick to, even if the particulars change. And so I thought, you know, he's right. And especially as we grow our staff and make investments in our staff, and we've got all these people involved now, um, I think we really need to sell, tell them who we are and who we're serving and what those quantifiable things we're trying to do are. So give me an example of what you're thinking in terms of our mission statement for this year. And, and you know, we've got a lot of products that listeners know about, some products that don't, listeners don't know about. So involve involve you know some of the products that the listeners know about like the dynamite circle i mean what's our what's our mission shaping up to be that you're thinking about all right so here's the thing the difference between a plan and a mission for me is that you can't really have a mission that's about your selfish desires right you can have a plan it's like oh i want to have this much revenue coming in and i want to have this much members and i want to have this much this much this much and a mission has to be bigger than that because it has to inspire not only your employees, 
and yourself, but it has to inspire your market too. I mean, you have to be humble. Think big, but act small. And so when we talk about pulling together these quantifiable figures, we're not talking about what our bottom line looks like. Um, that's going to come in due time. What we're talking about is the kinds of results that we're going to achieve in our marketplace. So for me, that means, you know, with placements, one of the things we're good at is paid internships. I want to make tons of placements. I want to get aspiring entrepreneurs on the road. If you, want to, if you have a laptop and a backpack and you want to hit the road, I want to help you get there. So this is the place you want to be. Um, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to hire one of these brilliant interns for your company, as long as you're willing to give them location independence, boom, I'm your guy. If you want to make a micro multinational, grow a business, a scalable startup from your laptop, from anywhere in the globe, make a million dollars a year like Ian and I, 10 times that. We've got guys in the Dynamite Circle who are doing way better than Ian and myself. Right. If you want to do that stuff, boom, we'll make you $10,000 next year. That's our goal. We're, and that's tangible. You know? Interesting. I want to go out there and I want to make entrepreneurs $10,000 next year for paying me jack squat. So last episode, we did a little bit of railing on internet marketers. And I think... That was evil. Yeah, that was, that, a, was, that was a little bit evil. That was mean. Yeah, totally. I'm not that person. I'm not that person I was on that episode. <laughs> I'm going to make it we're back. We're drugs. We're drugs. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, uh, but the reason I bring that up is because you're, you're proposing something very unselfish. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that talk comes from... from Maybe railing on things that seem a, a bit selfish, you know, internet marketers that seem a bit selfish, yeah. right? And you're saying something that's very not selfish, I, I, I'd say, in, in egoless, and that is that you want to help entrepreneurs make money, really make money, not just say, if you follow this program, you're going to make money, but we want to put together a place where people can actually make money and come back to us and say, hey, I didn't make money. Well, that's because they of, did. That's because of Dynamite Circle. I mean, look, if, if you don't like hearing about the Dynamite Circle, this is not the podcast for you because it's absolutely just been a revolution for our thinking and for our personal network. Jason Calacanis said that at a certain point, ventures need to have a publishing arm. Like, you can't be Procter & Gamble and not have some kind of influence over the media or some kind of self-published media or whatever. At some point, you have to start putting your own messages out. And the same goes for recruiting of your network and of your employees. Let me give you an example. Travis comes into our life two weeks ago right. because of our recruiting and networking arm of our business. Yeah. And it's become, we can't just be the guy who reads SEO Moz. Yeah. Like that's not gonna cut it. Like you need to have better information than that. And, and once you get to a certain scale, you need to have better employees, better information. You're not gonna get it from going and just reading the same damn blog that any Joe off the street can, can read. Here, here's what's happening. And I think this is, this is a bit of a revelation for me. So we're talking about basically these mission statements, right? And I'm thinking about milestones. So. We just sat here last night. All right, so let's talk about, you're, you're changing the topic here. What's no, a, what's I want to circle around though, real okay. quick here. So when we're talking about milestones, we're talking about really important events in your business. For us, we've been in business for about four years. I'd say that there's only been maybe four milestones in our business. Real turning points. You bought out your investor, you started when, like, the business. When everything changes, when the milestone comes out. It's That's like, right. It's like the Jerry Maguire moment. Exactly. Right. And so one of those milestones was when you took off to Asia. And the reason why I bring this up now is because that's the, the moment you, you never on that told plan, me that. You never told me that was a milestone. I'm going to tell it to you in your face right now. <laughs> the moment you stepped off that plane in Asia, our network started to do something very different than 99% of the businesses, 99% of people's networks, which is we went global, 
right? That was the very beginning of us now sitting in Bali with the house, people stopping by almost daily, guys like Travis stopping by almost daily and blowing our minds up with SEO tricks and tips and the Dynamite Circle and this huge network. So as soon as you decided to leave the country, most people would think that would be a horrible thing for your business. It was a bad idea. It was the best. It was one of the best things that could have happened for our business. It was yeah. a milestone. Yeah, it was a milestone. Another milestone that I think of is every. A lot of people know that we had a, an investor. That's a story that's going to come out in the wash here in the next couple of years. By the way, next year we will reveal our niches. That's part of what we're going to be doing. I don't know. Right. If we do might even do income reports like Pat Flynn's doing. Um, yeah, yeah. We we need to get a little bit more detailed, I think, for that. But uh, yeah. yeah, next year is 2012. The world is ending, so why not reveal our niches? Yeah, I know. Just get them out there. Yeah. Clean the laundry a little bit. I'm into that. I think that could be cool. So, so the idea is here is milestones, and one of the milestones occurred in January when we bought out our third investor. So going back to last night though, when we started talking about milestones, we both got a little bit depressed because we started to do the math. And this t- about this time last year, we were in Bali. We, we were just starting to think about getting a place in Bali. Um, but we started to think about what has actually changed since the last time we were in Bali a year ago. And we started to sit down and there wasn't a bunch of milestones, I, but there was one milestone. Um, and this, this I, I bring this up to show you how infrequently milestones happen. So last year, between last year and this year, we bought out our, our investor. Yeah. And so I'd say that was a big milestone. That's probably like one of four or five so far in our business. By the way, we're in a Starbucks in Indonesia. Indonesia is the fourth most populous nation in the world, full of beautiful, smart people. Yes. There is the second largest Facebook market in the yeah. world. I think it's like uh, for Rim, the, the producer of the Blackberry, I think it's mm-hmm. the first or second largest market in the world. I mean, this is an incredible. It's one of the largest oil producers in the world. Um, it's an up and comer. You notice how stylish these Indonesians are? This is kind of a tangent, but like, oh, Indonesians yeah. are stylish. Yeah, they're I'm beautiful. taking a lot of cues. Gorgeous people. The people Absolutely. in Indonesia are exceptionally good looking. It's got like a nice mix. They're kind of, a, I don't know. It's, it's, it's great looking people. Ian and I just don't. Don't fucking cut it, you know. Just, just. <laughs> One thing about Bali, though, I mean, it's it's nice. I think uh, we're totally going off topic here, but it's nice. They've got a great infrastructure here in Bali. I think that's one of the things that's really appealing. Now, anybody that's familiar with Bali would be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Great infrastructure. Well, Remember compared the, to most The places. road was flooded tonight. Compared <laughs> to most places in Asia, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. really good infrastructure. But uh, you really notice that the, the details in the infrastructure, like today, or, or the lack of infrastructure. Today, I'm at Starbucks. For the second consecutive week, they're out of chai lattes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, she's like, maybe we'll get it next week. I'm like, oh my gosh. So the other night, I went down to the D-Mart, which is right down the street from our house. And I decided I wanted some peanut M&Ms, one of my guilty pleasures. You know, I'm a, I'm, this part of me is a fact. We call them nom noms. Right, right. So I, I went ahead and bought all the chocolate, uh, all the peanut M&Ms. They're, they're now gone. They right. won't have them again for several months. Right. They had to place a phone call to Jakarta. Right. And, uh, the, the white guy came in again and bought all the peanut M&Ms. <laughs> Our projections were off. All right. So I think the, the lesson here is that even if you have a one-man operation, I think it's important to write a mission statement. And that mission statement is not, here's how much money I'm going to make next year, although that works. 
I would encourage the listeners to think outside of yourself, to think to your employees, but most importantly to your customers and say, what do I want to supply to these people? You know, why am I doing this? It's answering that why question. You know, and for us, it's like, I, there's nothing in the world that I love more than hanging out with entrepreneurs and helping them, you know, pushing them forward. We met Joe and Justin from the AdSense Flippers. You know, what a revelation to meet those guys. So much fun. I want to mention them as often as possible to get as many people to follow them as possible because I really think that they can change people's lives. Yeah, those guys are starting a podcast. They're going to be coming over here. I'm looking forward to them. You, to meeting them, you met them in the Philippines. Yeah, they're coming here in a week. That's baller. crazy. You know, that's it. It's the profundity of which, this is purpose-driven entertainment, what we're doing right now. We could be watching a movie right now. We're trying to share what we know. And the same thing with the people that are listening to this in their cars or while they're taking a jog or whatever. They could be doing anything right now, but they're trying to change their lives. And when that spark hits, that's the most magnetic, that's the most intoxicating thing on the planet. And it's the same thing when Travis came walking into our lives, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, man, that just totally changed our business. You know, we were going about things all wrong. We were making assumptions about these new businesses we're starting. And, you know, my SEO expertise comes from two years ago. I haven't been doing SEO. I've been on social media for two years. Yeah. And so this is just... A, being able to meet people like that and just change the course of each other's lives and not just like yeah 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 I'm going to try to improve my diet next week but actually making revolutions in people's lives not just bullshit small talk that most people do all day long one of the great things I love about Asia too because this stuff is so hard to do I can't do it in California I just can't do it guys like Travis don't walk by my office window they walk into my villa in Bali obviously there's a lot more pull in the villa in Bali you just can't get this stuff done in California the same way that you can in Asia it's because everyone nobody has this rigid time structure we talk about this a lot you know everybody's kind of like a free spirit over here it's like yeah I just went to lunch with Travis they ended up at Uluwatu people have time yeah people have time people have it's time. really important to have time to build relationships i mean you look at some of your strong western relationships some of the reasons why they're well one of the reasons why it's really strong is because you've developed it over 15 years yeah yeah you know but you can accelerate that here there's no question that's a hack here in asia and that's to me the most intoxicating thing about expat lifestyle is that you are hanging out with independent adventurous enterprising individuals and they have time for you. So it's like, hey, do you want to go on a trip with me to Komodo next weekend? Chances are they, they're going to go with you. And you're going to develop a relationship with them. And you're going to do projects together. Because everybody that's an expat or a lot of people, first off, it's a self-selecting crowd. Second off, they're in this entrepreneurial class by default. They're not working nine to fives in a lot of places. I mean, of course, there's exceptions. Sure. But You know, I I imagine that there are small subsets of people in the U.S. that might live like this, but it's just on the wholesale here. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part of it. I mean, maybe once we're, you know, have a couple million dollars in the bank or hanging out with a bunch of angel investors somewhere in California, maybe that's possible. But you can do that at a small scale here in Asia to start. I'll tell you one of the other things that I'm so drawn to about this lifestyle is I feel like you do have this amount of autonomy from the world. Like, if you're a creative person, you can kind of get away from normal, rigidity, rigid structures. And you can come here and you can focus on those things that really interest you. Yeah. And that's part of, you know, what pumps me up so much about the lifestyle as well. I mean, so, as somebody, for example, who loves to work on their internet business, I can come here and I can work for 11 hours a day building out these sites that we love. And 
no one's going to judge me for that. No one's asking me to come to soccer practice. There's no PTA meetings. You know what I mean? Like, I am free. Yeah, Tommy, our buddy Tommy brought something uh, up to me. And, and this isn't to say this is us, but he it said a, uh, an LBH. Do you know what an LBH is? A loser back home. A loser back home. Yeah. Yeah, we're a bit of losers back home, right? What? No, 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 I'm just Are saying. you accusing me of being an LBH? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying you don't fit in, buddy. You can't go to PTA <laughs> meetings. You must be a loser back home. Yeah, you know, I did, I, you know, things were fine in California. I think part of it is this. The expat is always trying to come up with all these rationalizations and everything, but it might be just more simple. I mean, especially as entrepreneurs, we're attracted to the novel, the new. Bring me another challenge. I mean, at the most basic level, We've been living in the United States for 27 years. Yeah. And there's, yes, there's a lot of diversity in that country, but you step off the plane here in Bali and it's like a whole new challenge. I often think of it like this. I love that Chris Gillibo sketch or that, that speech where he said, it costs about 35 grand to travel the world. So you could have the world or an SUV, you choose. Sure. And, and when you use like the home mortgage as a, as a metaphor for this, yeah. my mind, and me and you were creative guys, we're thoughtful guys, we want to read, we want to write, we want to, we want to be involved in the, in, the, in the world of thinking. If your brain is like a house, becoming an expat is like tacking on a sunroom to that house. Like there's a version of myself that lived in Vietnam for a year. There's mm -hmm. Vietnam Dan, and right. I've got friends, experiences, expertises, all kinds of incredible things that entered into my life. That was that whole nother room of experience. and. You know, I look back at like, did my business suffer because I did that? Did it get helped? I don't know. But does it matter? No, because there is no amount of money that anybody could pay me. I mean, the average American male lives, what, 76 years? Yes. Okay, well, you know, 18 of those years I was shitting my pants. So, you know, do the math on it. One out of 50 years, I got to live this incredible, exotic experience. And in, 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 in kind of ways that have never really been available before, you know? That's right. I mean, you're able to run your business. You're able to make money. We're the first generation that can make money from anywhere in the world. I mean, this yes. is huge. We are, we are On the our beginning own terms. of that. I didn't have to right. go and work in some Vietnamese shipyard or be an engineer over there. Right. I was writing, you know, focused on my passion. So I got to keep a, a part of my constitution, but part of myself became this Vietnam Dan where I, you know, felt I, I chose my battles. You know, I didn't have to live like a Vietnamese guy. I lived like what I wanted to live. I chose the things that I loved, you know, the adventure of it, the motorcycles, the food, the culture, the people, you know, those are the things that I was very fascinated by. It's right. just, you know, not a, not a million dollars would take that over. Not a million dollars, man. And it's intoxicating. And I, I mean, one of the things when we talk about 2012 mission statement, there's going to be a lot more location in that independence. <laughs> Absolutely, because we can. And it's so important to us personally and also to our network and now to our company. I mean, it's really important to our company. It's become part of our culture that we do this. So I'm really looking forward to setting my mission statement because it's going to be a little bit different uh, than your mission statement because we've got a lot of different kind of uh, arms to this company. So it's important that we set a couple different mission statements. All right, so it's Monday morning now. We're going to circle back on Wednesday. We're going to read those mission statements on the air. What do you think? Yeah, buddy, and I, th I think one thing we might want to consider too is uh, reading to people our dream lines, which are going to be separate from our mission statements. And it's kind of a personal thing, but I think it could be cool for So dream lines, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't read the 4-Hour Work Week, having, being, doing those things in which you want most in life, uh, you know, 
We always say that the most difficult thing is definition, but it's also the most important thing. And that's part of what a mission statement is about too. It's about defining the DNA of your company. What is your company doing? Why are you here? The Dreamline is a way to do that for yourself. Not to make it vague, not to make it fuzzy. This is exactly what I want and this is exactly what it costs. And, and here's, here's something interesting about these, uh, these Dreamlines. I think what happens uh, to us is that we try to be creative all the time. Well, it's very, it's very tiring to be creative all the time. And I don't think you're, I don't think you're exceptionally good at being creative all the time. No. But I do think that you can be creative some of the time. And so when you are creative, I think it's important to set these mission statements. I think it's important to set these dreamlines. And then when you're not feeling creative, to kind of crank on those and to kind of work up to those. Right. So if you're one of those people who like desires to wake up every morning and just do whatever's on your mind or whatever, to me that's always a sign of somebody who really hates what they're doing with yes. their lives um, because you, you see people who are like highly engaged and they're flowing or whatever they're like success oriented they want discipline yes because the most creative people they have they utilize discipline so that they can focus their creativity so like you said Sebastian Marshall says it takes extra glucose to make decisions so if you're making decisions about the kind of coffee you're having in the morning or what kind of blog posts you're writing every day yep. you're not going to be able to focus that creativity on the shit that really makes a difference yeah we have wet dreams about being scheduled out <laughs> how ridiculous is that to a lot of people but it's true and, and scheduled out just means like absolutely you know dedicated to a bunch of meetings and like this is how I'm going to be spending my days and the, the right right and so setting that vision setting that mission statement setting that dream line in advance and then meeting it looking back saying look at all the things I accomplished all right, and so I did it because I had discipline so this is a radio call this is tropical talk radio if you've got a question that you'd like us to address on this program we're publishing two to three times a week we will get to it email me dan at tropicalmba.com Ian and I will answer your question thank you for listening to tropical talk radio we also have a phone number you can leave us a voicemail check that out at the website let's talk very soon ian it's great to have you here in bali we're gonna do a lot more podcasting see you next time hey everybody thanks for listening don't be shy we've got a mailing list check it out at tropicalmba.com get yourself signed up and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes if you want to say hey check me out on twitter at tropical mba we'll see you soon